Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hello. Mm, that's different. Yeah, I like to experiment with the different ways in which I say hey or hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to talk about some of the biggest lessons that Adi has learned working with Brooke Wells and some of the biggest insights that together they have had. And I think that she is obviously one of the most impressive athletes in terms of how competitive she is. But the fact that she does it while going to full-time college while also allowing herself to have fun and, and experience college. You know, she's not very militant about it, about competing. I think it's just something like there's a lot that all of us can learn about how to be disciplined while still having fun. Yeah. I think that she is a really amazing example of being disciplined, but flexible at the same time. And I think that's something a lot of us really want and want to be able to achieve. Um, she's probably the best at it of anyone I've seen. I've heard so many, there's been, I wish I had a dime for every time somebody told me I'm in college, I'm studying too much. I have too much going on. You'd be have like a couple dollars. That'd be great. We could be eating filet mignons over here. Stop. <laughs> Probably just a couple of dollars. It probably hasn't been like hundreds and hundreds of people, but a lot of people have come to me with that type of an excuse. And I always think of Brooke Wells. Like another example would be Julie Fouché, who also was in medical school and came second place at the CrossFit Games, you know? So I think that there are people out there who are great examples of being really, really high achievers in many different areas without sacrificing enjoyment that you get from life. So before we get into the show, first off, thank all of you that have taken the time to leave us reviews. It is super inspiring to us and it just feels good to know that we're talking about things that give you value. And if you want to give back to this show in some way and you haven't done so already, we would love you to take the time to leave a review or even better, refer a friend to this podcast. Let them know um, what podcast you've loved. Share one with them because at the end of the day, we're trying to reach more people and have a bigger impact through this show. The other thing is that we're starting to get in a rhythm with answering your questions on this show. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then what I mean is we're allowing you to send in voicemails through our website and we will answer the best ones that we think will resonate with the most amount of people on this show. And so if you want to do that, you can go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the start recording button, leave your name, where you're from, and a very concise, well-articulated question. And if it's awesome, we'll answer it right here. Anything else you want to say? I think that you really did such a good job of covering it. I think that we've <laughs> said that at the beginning of this podcast so many times, it's like just flows right out of you. Cool. Let's do this. So what was it like starting to work with Brooke in the beginning? Before working with her, I was always a really big fan and she's so much fun to watch out on the floor. I've, I don't know. I've always just really resonated with her as an athlete. She always looks like she's having a good time. She's not taking it so seriously, but she also 
is obviously taking it seriously because she's doing so well. I think the first time I actually ever met Brooke was when she was doing one of those uh, grid league combines in Miami. She was uh, trying to make the NPGL it was, or I think it was NPFL at the time, but she was, and she just dominated the combine. Like it was incredible. Just like seeing She did better than you at the combine? Stop. (laughs) Adi was at the combine guys. Not that one, but I was, I was, I played for the Baltimore Anthem, my claim to fame guys. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, she just dominated and it was so cool to see, um, it's, it's, she's kind of unassuming in a lot of ways. And then she gets out on the floor and she just dominates and it was just really, um, cool. And then getting the opportunity to work with her, I started working with her when she switched coaches. So she was kind of like not really with a coach in and out of working with different coaches and then decided to start working with Ben Bergeron. And I coach a number of his athletes, most of his games athletes. And, uh, that's when we started working together. So it was cool. So she starts working with you. What was your first impression of her when you got her first check-in or you were doing her first check-in? My first impression was, I feel like we could be friends in real life. That was just, she really is exactly how she seems. Like there is no, sometimes there's this persona that people can put out there, whether it's on Instagram or social media or like what they seem to be like uh, when you don't really know them that well. I mean, you watch them compete, you see them, whatever they post and they choose to share with you. I really think she is a good example of like what you see is what you get. She really is like the all-American girl next door, super sweet, kind, funny. Yeah, that's exactly who she is. Was there anything surprising about working with her in the beginning? I was I was surprised by her ability to balance it all. I didn't fully understand like what was going into it or like how much What is it? Like the ability to be so successful at the CrossFit Games. I think she's come top 10 three or four times at least. And she's won a number of workouts. She's been very consistent. She's won regionals before. She's just, she's not just going and making it to the game. She's winning things. And then also being able to like have a large group of friends and a huge social life. She's going to football games. She's tailgating. She's getting an education. Just the ability to just do all of it. I thought maybe, you know, some of it was, was just like she would only share like when they're the random party that you're going to with your friends every once in a while. But this isn't just like a random thing. She does find the time to do all of it. Mm-hmm. So she's a full-time athlete and a full-time college student. Is Not she anymore. Full- okay, no, she, she graduated. So she, she at least was when she started working mm-hmm. with you. So the reason that I think this is so like your insights here with her are so beneficial to everyone listening is that people have full-time jobs, they have kids, they have all of these commitments and they're still trying to train and they're still trying to look and feel amazing. So I think the the way that you helped her figure out how to navigate both all at the same time is going to be really valuable for people. So what ways did you help her navigate competing at a high level, sticking to her diet while also going to social events. Yeah. So at first it was really just getting to know her and getting to know how that she was already operating at those events. I think there was at the beginning definitely some aspects of train really hard. Like we all have. We train really hard. You're super on top of it. And the weekend comes and you kind of go a little bit crazy or you're unreserved in those moments. And that was definitely 
showing up in her recovery, in her ability to maintain the body weight that she wanted to maintain or what was helping her perform at her best. And it was definitely a process over time and just each time an event would come up or something like a travel obligation that would come up for her, we would try some type of new strategy one at a time, see what actually worked and see what didn't work. And eventually we got to a place where she had the confidence to be able to make those decisions for herself. And she would go to events. She's telling me how she's going to handle the events instead of me having to give her suggestions. So it really was just slowly over time, just really just aiming low. That is something that we talk about a lot is aiming that lower than you think that you need to. She's a super high achiever. So of course you might think that she's so disciplined and she's able to balance it all. So then we could just say, you know, while you go on vacation, eat exactly what the things that you should eat outside of this one meal and then track every single thing or don't like stay away from the desserts or don't have any alcohol, but still go and have a good time. And that just wasn't going to actually help her. It was probably going to add stress and make her feel restricted and then ultimately lead to the habits that were there before of the maybe eating more than she really wanted to or more than you needed to have a good time. So I think one example that I can give, because this is a little bit vague, is going home for the holidays. We looked at her schedule and mapped out how many meals was it absolutely impossible for her to be in control of her food choices. And it would have actually added to the experience for her to be free and enjoy herself and eat a couple things that she doesn't eat at different times of the year. And like, when would that be more beneficial? It ended up being over a week. That was three meals. That means that it's very clear that in all of those other meals, she could be more in control of her food choices and just eat the types of foods that she would normally eat. Put so much less pressure on the other meals. And then also at the end of it, she doesn't feel restricted and doesn't feel like she couldn't enjoy herself with her family and didn't get to eat the things that are really special at that time of year. This is really interesting. I'm reading this book on uh, child development right now. And I learned that when you allow kids to make a plan and then go and follow that plan for their class, like, and they decide what they want to work on, they are so much more attentive and so much more in control of their impulses. And it sounds like that's very similar to what you're talking about. You're helping you're helping her to just come up with her own plan before she gets into this kind of challenging environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to do. Just provide some options if you need some inspiration and can't just absolutely start from scratch. Maybe even at first I was providing more structure just to get information about what I was seeing was working or wasn't working and what she was feeling was working or wasn't working. And then together we just start reiterating on the plan. I think what will probably be surprising to most people listening is that most professional athletes, in my experience, definitely outside of CrossFit, when they travel or uh, honestly, a lot of the time, they just aren't as strict with their diet as you might think. They struggle with the same things that all of us yeah. struggle with. That's the most common thing across all of the games athletes and, and any professional athlete that I've worked with, Olympians, Olympic medalists, they are so human, like so absolutely human. It's just really important to note that don't just automatically think that, oh, I couldn't ever get there because they're doing these things that I couldn't do. They're doing a lot of the same things that you could do in your life. It just slowly, slowly happens over time and it builds up over time. And we can all treat ourselves like professional athletes, but 
they are struggling with the exact same things that we're struggling Mm -hmm. with. So are there, you know, we've done a whole episode or maybe even two on travel tips, but were there anything, was there anything in particular that helped Brooke with all of the traveling she was doing for sponsorship obligations outside of what you just shared? I think traveling and sponsorship obligations is a really hard thing, especially for this type of athlete. I don't know. I have no idea what it's like for people in the NFL. I'm sure it's really demanding. But same type of thing. Yeah. They're in like hotels and everything's out of their control. Or a lot of things are out of yeah, their control. Yeah. And not only is it out of their control, there's this feeling of I need to satisfy the need of my or the the wants of my sponsor and they have a limited time with me. And the sponsor wants to make sure that they have a good time and they want to get as much face to face time as possible. And I think sometimes there's like this disconnect where the sponsor thinks that means like packing the athlete's schedule or they just want to get the most out of the athlete as possible. And a lot of times that includes going to these expos where the athlete's standing and there's a lineup of people getting a photo or an autograph. And that as much as I know the athletes love that and appreciate it and are grateful for it, it's incredibly exhausting and leaves you with almost no strength left to make proper food decisions unless you're you've already made those decisions and have already packed those things with you and even then you don't want to eat the thing that you've packed you just want to eat what's going to make you feel comfortable so just really working on setting at least some level of boundaries during travel time with sponsorship has really helped so just taking some personal time or saying you know right when i land like, or understanding with sponsors, like what things do I have to be there for and what things are actually optional for me? And when can I get my workout in? And when can I get sleep? And when can I make sure that I have all the things that I need to still perform and be the athlete that I can be? We're not super, super strict on nutrition at that period of time. It's just would add more stress than it, than it benefits. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like a theme is also just taking a little bit more time to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. And it seems so simple. Like how could that possibly have such a big impact? But I've seen you do this when we travel, especially to Europe this summer, you were so well prepared in terms of where we were going, where we were going to work out, where we were going to buy groceries. And when we got there, we immediately did those things rather than going off and sightseeing so that we could hit the ground running and start to really have this feeling of uh, momentum, right? Yeah. Because as soon as we start to eat like shit, most people are like this. I, I know I'm like this. As soon as I start to eat like shit, it's it it takes so much more willpower, and I'm I'm so much more likely to just continue eating like shit. Well, you have momentum going in the opposite direction, right. so you can choose which type of momentum you want. It's harder to dig yourself out of that hole once you've started eating like shit, because then you could get into well, I'm only here for a couple of days. Like there's a bunch of excuses you can make for yourself. What I think a lot of people don't realize is that being disciplined and in control of your nutrition can happen without even focusing on your food choices at all. Sometimes it has way less to do with what you're eating, which meal, which food item you chose, when you're eating, and a lot more to do with the boundaries that you've created and all the other aspects of your life to make it easier for you to just naturally make better choices. In her example, like talking to your sponsor ahead of time and letting them know, I'm going to have to work out at some point. When can we make that happen? Or making expectations clear between sponsor and athlete. Or, you know, if I'm not going to be able to work out, you have to let me know so that I can 
make sure that I do what I need to do before I get there. Just making expectations really clear reduces a lot of the stress and worry of landing and being like, when can I get a workout in? I'm afraid to ask because I don't want to let someone down. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. And I know that I'm here and they're my sponsors and it's important for me to do really well for them. All of that is just completely gone when you create boundaries. And that can be done this is a sponsorship obligation. Let's talk about like a family obligation. You're going to go spend a week with your family at their home. You can have a conversation about, hey, what types of groceries do you have at the house? And if I need these things, should I order them ahead of time? Or are we going to have time to go to the grocery store? They might even offer to go and get them for you. But just making a lot of expectations clear of knowing if you have the time to do what you need to do. And if you find out that you don't have the time, at least you, you're not worrying about trying to find it the whole time that you're there. As much stress and anxiety that you can reduce allows you to have the space to make the better decisions in the moment. Yeah, another thing that came up as you were talking is that we are just creatures of habit. Like almost everything we do in a day is just out of habit. And so if we can create boundaries, like you're saying, and put ourselves in a better environment, then we just allow for the more positive habits to just take over. Mm -hmm. So I think the question on a lot of people's minds is how did you, how were you able to get Brooke so much leaner in such a short amount of time? So not only was she juggling both of these full-time capacities, but she was able to get very significantly leaner in one year. I would love to take like a tremendous amount of credit for all of that, um, but she really just needed a little bit of guidance. She needed a little bit of some, she didn't have somebody helping her, giving her, holding her accountable or giving her the knowledge and education that she needed to know what choices that she needed to make. Um, I have some like really funny stories about Brooke Wells that I like maybe won't like, I'll give one example. Yeah, that, you can't not tell. Yeah. <laughs> like she just sometimes will, she was getting a lot of her education and information from a lot of different places versus having one person that like a CrossFit coach or before in CrossFit, right? She had a, a coach here that she was following a program, but it maybe wasn't specialized for her. And then she started working with Ben and started seeing a lot of progress in all areas of her fitness. And it was kind of like that with nutrition, just like getting advice from all these different kinds of places. And sometimes... I mean, she she would learn something was a superfood and then would just really eat only that superfood, you know? And that's like some of the stuff that having me was really helpful for, just a sounding board and somebody who could help guide her. She was already really disciplined. There wasn't a lot with her where there has been a lot with other games athletes of really having to hone them in on being consistent. And they were surprisingly not as consistent as you'd imagine. But with her specifically, she's pretty even keeled. She's very, she doesn't stress too much about things. She stresses like a healthy amount about competition and um, has generally probably had a healthy relationship with food um, from the beginning. So there wasn't like a huge barrier for entry there for me. It was just, you know, everybody really benefits from having a coach, having somebody to be like the, what do they call them? Bowling? Like the things in the, no, like the bumpers. Bumper. No, like the things that stop you from going into the bumper. I think think it's called a bumper. Oh, the the bumper in the gutter. They go in the gutter. Yeah. Yeah, So to stop, like I was just like the bumpers in the gutter that stop, stop her from going in the gutter. It's like, oh, back on just like a little bit of information, a plan, some guidance, just some more structure to her nutrition. And it was, it was really easy. 
is there anything can you tell what is different about her than some of your other athletes in terms of being able to be consistent on your diet? I think that what about her makes her more consistent on her diet really is her attitude. And that is something that takes a long time to teach and a long time that if you don't have that ingrained from you from the beginning, I don't know if maybe it was because she had a twin and she just always had somebody to help her work through her emotions with, or just like always had a confidant, you know what I mean? Um, They have like such a beautiful relationship, the two of them. And I think that that could be possible that she learned how to like talk about her emotions, but she doesn't really freak out or get incredibly stressed about things that most of us get incredibly stressed about. So I think it makes it really easy to make changes because oftentimes when we make changes, we freak out about them. And so she's much more even keel. Say more about that. So if if I make a huge change to my life and it's not working out the way that I want it to or, you know, it's just too dramatic of a change to my life, I might react negatively or however. Like just say, screw this, I don't want to do it. Or um, if some like this this past year at the games she got stepped on a line at the games during the sprint event and she got a penalty that knocked her out of the top 10 and ended her games and i mean that's a really shitty way to go out of the games it's not like you weren't fit enough it was you made a mistake and you stepped on a line and you got a huge penalty in this event that and it, it, it depends who you ask it was the rules but depends who you ask some people are going to say that's the rules and some people are going to say that's not fair it's not a real display of like who is the fittest out there She was really bummed about it, really bummed about it. But it seems like a healthy amount of time. You know, I think a lot of people could take something like that and be totally disenfranchised with CrossFit and just be like, screw this or have a lot of resentment. And I think she just took like a really healthy amount of time to dwell on it and be upset and feel that feeling. And then I'm getting back to work because I love this and this is what I love to do, not because... I want to stay angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that she may have already had this in her, but I know that one thing Ben harps on is focusing on what we can control versus what we can't control. So obviously a judge's ruling is totally outside of her control. What a lot of people do is they focus on that and they put a lot of attention and energy on that and they're just spinning their wheels. They can't do anything about it and they're just burning their energy up when they can't change or, or influence that at all. Instead, it sounds like in this event, as well as a lot of areas of her life, she chooses to focus on things that she can influence and control, such as her emotions, such as what she's putting in her body, rather than worrying about things that are outside of her control. Yeah, 100%. It's exactly like that. Another like great example is if you know she's taken some time off of training as hard as possible. I mean, everyone takes time after the CrossFit Games just to, you know, be a little bit more relaxed. It's different this year with the Open so close, but technically they're in like an off season right now. And she's maybe a little bit heavier or not as lean as she's used to. And a lot of athletes would freak out about that. They'd be like, I need to get back on top of it or really affect their like day to day. I don't see that same reaction in Brooke. She still has a great time, is so happy-go-lucky. And yeah, I think she just processes things really well. One last thing is that um, you've told me 
and and it's you know I can see this. I think the world can see this from the outside. But you've told me from your firsthand perspective of her how much she straddles the line between between being super successful as a CrossFit athlete and as a performer, while also being very very humble. Where do you think that comes from, and how do you think that impacts her ability to perform better, or how do you think it impacts her life? Yeah, she must have learned that from somewhere, or it was displayed for her somewhere. I've never met her dad before, but maybe maybe from him. I've met her mom. She's sweetest. She's also a WAG client and does really well in the program. I think it's something that's come from, I've met her mom, I've met her sister, and I think that it's something that's common between all of them. Um, she really is just like the all-American good girl next door, you know? I I wish I knew her family better or her like growing up history or, you know, next time we hang out, maybe I'll ask her more questions. But she definitely learned that from somewhere um, and she really does exude humility. She's not, I definitely don't feel like, you know, when you, you ha- meet someone who's like a known name and they walk into a room and they have this air about them like, do you know who I am type of air about them? Like you should know me or I should get special treatment. That is not, I, I've, you've hung out with her too. She definitely doesn't have that vibe at all. And so, yeah, Brooke, let us know. How'd you learn that? I think, I think it obviously impacts her and her ability to uh, be coached. She seems like a sponge with you, with Ben. She seems to be really, really attentive. And if you're so, if you're not humble, if you think you already know it, then as soon as someone starts to teach you or talk to you about something that, uh, well, about anything, your brain starts to shut off because you think you already know this thing. And with nutrition, a lot of it is it sounds really intuitive, and it's not a lot of it's not really like big aha moment, like a, a big aha. It's um, kind of repackaging things that we already, that we learned somewhere that we think we already know. And if we don't have the ability to shut off that part of us that thinks we already know, then we're not going to, nothing new is going to seep in. It's impossible for it to seep in. And she just seems like a, a sponge with that kind of thing. So I think that humility helps her to continue leveling up. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about her for sure. Cool. So to wrap this up, the the takeaways that I got out of this one were to put a little extra effort into planning ahead, whether it be travel or social events and decide like if you're I think I think one good insight is instead of considering something a cheat, like you're you're off your diet, if you plan it ahead of time and you can control what happens before and after, is it really cheating? It's just part of your diet. Right. It's just how you're eating today. And just thinking about it that way helps us from feeling like we we are taking a step back, mm-hmm. right? So plan ahead, be as precise as possible, and then actually stick to that plan. And then if you want to iterate and change it next time, you can. Yeah. I think another really big lesson that if it wasn't taken away, that should be taken away, is that when things are just out of your control or this your current situation is not exactly the way that you would want it to be not really focusing on that that gap but instead just focusing on what you can do and the actions that you can take to get to where you want to go cool thanks for joining us today guys thanks guys thanks for joining us 
Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.